It's the SWP presented by All Insurance Ontario and Jim K. Ford. Are you getting back to life and don't have time to review your insurance policies? Do you want me to have a look at it for you and see if you're properly covered? I'll take a professional look at it and let you know what I see and you make the decisions. Text 860-6008. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Reignite your passion for driving with a new Ford from Jim K. Ford. Take a test drive today and see all the latest innovations available for new Ford vehicles. And for your comfort, if you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Jim K. Ford will be more than happy to bring a vehicle to your home or your place of work for a demonstration and test drive. Jim K. Ford in Orleans or JimKFord.com. The Steve Warren Project. Sports and whatever. It's Friday again, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the SWP, a show with episodes every single weekday. And what we specialize in, Ottawa sports and a bunch of nonsense. Call it sports and whatever. It's Steve Warren here in Ottawa. Jim Jerome in Edmonton schmoozing it up as we always do. Thank you for being with us all weekend today, of course. We hope you enjoy the show. James, enjoying a sip of coffee? How are things? Well, I'd just like to say to everyone, Steve, you're welcome. Okay, you're welcome that I do this each and every day and bring yeah. unbelievable content to it's the good listener, Steve. For day all after us. day, minute, minute, minute after minute. Show you're after, a show giver. After show, month after month. <laughs> uh, Stevie. Um, James. So you should be on a lot of these sites, a lot of these websites, okay? You should be the guy they go to, okay, about the NHL. Amongst other things, you're not limited to that, Steve. You're not a one-trick pony by any means. Okay? I hate by when people means. accuse me of that, too, when they say things like stick to sports or stay in your lane. F you. Nothing <laughs> will get you blocked faster by me than <laughs> right. saying shit like that. Right. Uh, but you would be a go-to guy in Canada, Stevie. You know, that if they said, okay, we're going to go to our predict our predictions for the NHL, which start today, okay, which is kind of interesting. I've never paid too much attention to them. Uh, you know, I'm... I'm like, okay, well, always, Steve, it's like, let's see what happens after 20 games, mm-hmm. right? Always, right? In an 80-game schedule. Let's see what happens a quarter of the way through. Uh, let's see what happens in the NFL with four games, four or five games, you know, on and on. Um, so I've for the first time, I kind of looked this morning, came across it. Uh, Yahoo Sports is one of the, one of the apps that I, that I go to. And they have the NHL predictions. I said, well, I'll, I'll have a look at that. And they got four four dudes breaking it down, Stevie. Who's going to win the division? Who's going to win the conference? Who's going to uh, win the Stanley Cup? Okay? I sent it to you. And uh, so I look at it and go, well, these guys, you know, these are obviously go-to guys. And like you and I said, never heard of them, first of all. Mm-hmm. Okay? Ne- never heard of the four guys. But they're so good, Stevie. They're so good that each of them have picked a different team to win the Stanley Cup. Okay. Not only that, they've, they've you know, obviously the conference winners are, are different too. So I'm like, get, get Steve Warren in there. Who are these people? You know? So they're, well, I they're, don't think I do know them when you, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, they may be saying the same thing about us. If, if they fired up our podcast, happened upon it, they'd be saying the same thing. So, I don't I, want to bury I, anybody because, uh, you know, they're not Wayne Gretzky or a big yeah. famous name or something like that. And they all came out with their own 
ideas, like you said. I see one guy likes the Islanders, one likes the Avalanche, the Stars. The Stars? Right. I think, I think their window of opportunity has uh, closed. Sorry. Florida's right. a good choice. Uh, so, yeah, they could not agree. There is no consensus. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's why, I mean, these are fun to read, these things. But yes. what's even more fun to read are going back a year. So go to the NHL well, preview idea. magazine going, yeah. going to last year. And even all these big names, people you respect, names that are famous. You look back at what they had to say about the upcoming NHL season or right. say prior to an NHL draft, but what player is going to do what? Nobody mm-hmm. knows. Nobody. Famous or not famous. Nobody knows. But it's fun to read these things all the same. Yeah. It's like... Um uh, I don't know. They 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 pick Tampa, uh, lots of them, to win their division, and then nothing after that. I mean, even 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 me, Stevie, couldn't I? You know, if I I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Tampa to win this Stanley yeah. Cup. <laughs> they're they're pretty they're pretty good. So well, what uh, what they did they did lose some of their core, as far as the bottom six. Right. You know, what they had was a really good secondary group. And uh-huh. a lot of that secondary group wants to be primary somewhere else. And so they've done a good job of keeping their foundational core together. Stamkos, Kucherov, um, Hedman, you know, and, and a few others. And of course, Braden Point. They've kept the key guys together, but they've lost quite a bit of that secondary push. And so I think that's why people have kind of removed them from the idea of being, you know, a three-peat. Like, it hasn't happened. Right. Even your Edmonton Oilers, James, as great as they were in the day, they never won three straight. They didn't win the triple. Right. Exactly. So, yeah. it's been a long time since it happened, so it's a pretty safe bet. It probably doesn't happen here. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, anyway, it 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 just uh, solidifies, Stevie, my sarcasm about predictions when I look at it today. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, you guys are predicting... Different teams to win the Stanley Cup. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why it's so nonsensical. It's fun to read yeah. and everything, but go back and, and see what happened in hindsight, and you realize nobody, famous or not famous, has any idea well, what's about to happen. Because if they did, they wouldn't be working at Yahoo, and they wouldn't be working at TSN. They'd be they'd own their own small country in, in the Caribbean somewhere because they'd be so wealthy from gambling and being right all the time. Right. Right. What, what more more revealing, Steve? Unfortunately, is uh, here's how I do look at them. Okay, um, so you've got your guys picking, you know, Tampa Islanders, you know, the Avalanche. Uh, okay, are, are, are right up there. Um, so if we go to the uh, Ottawa Atlantic Division, right, would be Ottawa. Correct. Right? Uh, they're they're not in there, Steve. From any of the four guys, mm. not. I don't see. Nope. End of last year, I had the Sens making the playoffs. Nope. They got their season underway on Thursday against the Leafs. And, well, with the Kachuk thing and the Austin Watson injury and the Colin White injury, I'm starting to look at things, and Mm. I'm not sure I'm going to think that the – I'm not putting any money on it. I'm still hoping they'll make the playoffs, but – Isn't it – aren't you – isn't the win, Stephen, taken right out of you? Stephen. Take that back, Stephen. Isn't it kind of like a punch in the diaphragm? When you think uh, you do, you do a couple other podcasts about you know Sens Nation. I think is is that the one you do, Sens Nation? Yeah, correct. Thanks and for this one, thanks for keeping an eye on we, things. We we need to and love to talk about Ottawa. Isn't it kind of like 
okay, how we do this show five days a week. What, what's it going to be like talking about the sin, Stevie? They're going to win, pal. There you go. We got, there you we go. Got, well, we got the 20 games covered, right, Stevie? Because anything can happen, you know? Uh, no, I, I'm, so I'm really I'm excited about a positive sense. attitude, absolutely. No, they got, I mean, I will say their top six forwards and their top two D in great shape. It's that secondary uh, push that you need that uh, they may be lacking a little bit right now, but we'll see. We shall yeah. see. You don't have to go too far back, Stevie, to, for, for the St. Louis story, right? Where they were out of it uh, in, in January. Let, you know, need I remind everybody, Stevie, they went on to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. I mean, you look at way the, the way the Sens looked in the final month and a half. I, I don't know who said it. I saw a headline from one of the players who was quoted as saying, we came to the rink every night expecting to win. This is a team that has missed the playoffs four years in a row, and they're literally expecting to win. So there is a camaraderie, a chemistry with the Ottawa Senators. And, uh, you know, this is this is being published on Friday, so their opener was last night. I hope my optimism matches what happened in the Thursday game against the Leafs and that they didn't lose by 10 goals and everybody's down on things. But right. there is reason for optimism. They should be better than last year, and they'll certainly be way better than that three-year run prior to that. But, uh, yeah, so I, I remain – I was only kidding around a little bit. I remain optimistic, especially when Brady Kachuk finally gets back in the lineup. It's a team that's going to do some damage. Playoffs? Don't know. But they will do some damage this year. All right. So I wanted to talk about a couple of other things. On the Suspendables this week, the uh, former Ottawa Senator Dan Quinn is a guest. Mm-hmm. Dan Quinn was pretty much a former everything. Yeah. <laughs> played for a lot of teams. <laughs> but what a good guy. And uh, in the conversation, Russ brought up something that I was absolutely shocked by. And I, th- I think you were too, if I recall. And it takes a lot to shock me. I've been covering the NHL for 30 years. Yes, right. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russ Cortnell said in the, it was a conversation about bonuses that players get. We talked a little bit about bonuses and milestones in our last episode. But the idea of a bonus, how sometimes guys will help out teammates to get a bonus. You've got an empty net goal and your buddy needs the, the puck and you maybe pass it over to him so he gets that last goal and he reaches his bonus. I got Makes that. Sense. I, yeah. I knew that would always happen. But Russ was saying that conversations happen prior to games between opponents even, to one point where he was saying that when Joe Sackick, on his final game of the season, he needed a goal to get to 40 goals and get a big performance bonus in his contract for that, Yes, that Patrick Roy was helping him out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, I thought I mis I thought I misheard him, right? So yeah, he said, so what'll happen is the in the in the pregame skates in the warm-up, you know, guys are nodding to each other. They're shoot you'll see you'll see it once in a while where they're standing at the red line, got the helmets off, Stevie. And uh, you know, Iserman will be having a chat with Gretzky, you know, at the at at, at the red line. Yeah. Talk. And and so Russ launched into this thing saying, Yeah, so the player will go to the other team just to give them a heads up that what's his face is going to get Gallardo here is, is a goal or two points away from, you know, cashing a big check, a bonus check. So yeah. Yeah. And he made it sound like, he made it sound like they were like, like they were conferring over, you know, all the bonuses that might be in play that particular light, like, like the two, the two 
the two sides each had a duotang going. Okay, so you so uh, Bucky Gallardo over there has this, and he needs that, yeah. and 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 basically Russ said it pretty clearly. And that, now keep in mind, this is in the context of the Battle of Quebec, Jimmy. Right. And Joe Sackick needed to get to forty goals, and Patrick Roy was apparently trying to help him out a little bit, the same way Brett Favre helped out uh, Michael Strahan right. that one night when he basically rolled over sideways and allowed Strahan to sack him and set the sacks record for the NFL. This guy needed to get to 40 to get his bonus, and apparently he missed like 11 breakaways that night. <laughs> yeah, they said so. So all the team was on board, right? Yeah. All the team was on board, obviously. You know, obviously the team's on board. Go, give him space. You know, fall down if you have to. Do yeah. whatever. Give give. <laughs> give him the open ticket here stevie and they went to patrick after he's like well i gave him got eight breakaways pal what do you want me to do short of you know short of stepping aside when he was uh, coming down the ice you know now that Um, would have been a private conversation i doubt he would have went to the media with that because that would have been a big story i gotta say oh my god huge huge story and i'll tell you what stevie that that's the best example of what russ was talking about is is the you know brett Favre strahan thing to give him that and when i saw it Okay, I, I came away kind of with a terrible taste in my mouth about professional sports. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I lots of people are like, good on, class act by Brett Favre, uh, which I understand that some may feel, but I remember looking at it going, you can't do that. You can't do that. 100%. You know, it's, it's, it's not throwing the game entirely, but it's throwing a portion of it. Yeah. And we all know that leagues take that uber seriously. And well, it's that's a big deal. Yeah. What are they going to do, Stevie? Saying, you know, all that, that that's my that's my point about this Ovechkin talk about about setting a record. Right. So now that you bring that up, now that you bring up that example of Favre and, and Strahan and and what Russ said about the Joe Sackick thing of trying to reach 40 goals. And now there's all this talk, you know, started last year about Ovi saying and the reason there's so much talk about it you know anyone else will go well he's five years away that's ridiculous well the reason there's so much talk is because Ovechkin you know went to the media and said I want to I want that record I want that record you know that's why I'm playing and to me I I was like well you 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 can't do that you're on a team man you can't you can't be coming out saying about personal records if they happen they happen you know Mm. so what's going to happen now Stevie our guys are guys giving him a you know a, a a wide swath here that he can just, you know, I don't know, have at it, you know, yeah. play havoc with, with games and, and, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Ice time and shit like that. Are they going to just go crazy? I don't like it. I don't like it. And, and I, I, I thought it was disgusting almost right. That, that Favre did that. Yeah. I mean, disgusting is a little heavy, right. But it's like, well, what, what, what aren't we watching these games to see teams compete? Yeah. What what happens going forward? You know, what happens going forward? Doesn't seem to have become a serial thing. And I think Favre right. looked at it like he was as competitive a player as the NFL has ever seen. I think he just saw, I don't know what the score was at the time. Maybe the score was not in doubt. The outcome wasn't in doubt. Final game of the year and Strahan has this opportunity. And Favre decided, okay, let's make sure he gets this. I yeah. don't know. It, it just, it like, seems weird. But Like the Gordie Howe thing that he played in six decades or something like that. Whatever. Yeah, that was contrived. It was ridiculous, ridiculous, yeah. right? You know, just dress him up, steps on the ice, boom, there we go. 
Unbelievable what yeah. Gordy Howe did. No, not unbelievable. No, no, yeah. no. It was play acting. Yeah. It know? was a total publicity stunt. Right. Um, and same with Strahan. Mm-hmm. You know? No, no, wait, wait a minute. You can, you can, on paper there, on paper there, he's got the record, but here, here's what you need to look at. Yeah. Here's what you need to look at. How and not to give away the and not to give away the entire suspendables, but I gotta say that my favorite story, my favorite hockey story, one of them now is Dan Quinn telling the story of when Gre- uh, Mario Lemieux was at 199 points, final game of the season. He needed one point to become only the second guy in history to get 200 points. Kind yep. of a, a special milestone, kind of. <laughs> and and he and Rob Brown at the end of that game have a either a two on O or a two on one with an empty net. And Rob Brown does not pass to Mario Lemieux. <laughs> he rips that shit home. Oh my God. That's one of my favorite sto- NHL stories ever now. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's like, what, di- what didn't you do? <laughs> what? 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 Yeah, what give me that again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah I, did. I, I, yeah. I didn't do that. It'd be like stepping off the spaceship on the, on the moon, Steve, Yeah, on the moon going, you know, George Armstrong, whatever his name is, Neil Armstrong here is good. And you jump ahead of him, Stevie. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah. you are you. <laughs> and he's at 48. I mean, with that goal, Rob Brown hit 49 goals. So he's probably thinking to would have said, well, maybe they leave the goalie out again and I can go get number 50, uh, as Dan Quinn put it. Uh, pretty sure Mario assisted on 48 of your 49 goals. Maybe you want right. to ha- before you worry about your little 50 over there. Let's get this guy to 200 first. So yeah, throw me 20. a pork chop over here, would you? Come on, yeah. pal. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very funny story. And Dan Quinn is on the suspendables this week. We will take a time out here on the program. When we return, I want to talk about John Gruden and more of the fallout from that wild story in the NFL this week. We'll get to that after these words. Are you looking for a better value on your insurance dollar? If all the companies are charging close to the same price, who would you pick? What if I threw in an expert on your side for the same price? Call or text me today. I'm Jared Gerard, All Insurance Ontario, 613-801-2659. All Insurance Ontario, your modern boutique broker. Reignite your passion for driving with a new Ford from Jim K. Ford. Take a test drive today and see all the latest innovations available for new Ford vehicles. And for your comfort, if you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, Jim K. Ford will be happy to bring a vehicle right to your home or your place of work for a demonstration and test drive. How convenient is that? Jim K. Ford in Orleans or JimKFord.com. If you are thinking of buying or selling a home in the Ottawa area, we recommend the Glen Walton Real Estate Team. Glenn helped me sell a family home last year. He set aside a budget to help us out with painting, cleaning, staging, and even updating our ceiling lights for us. And he can do the same for you. We ended up with multiple offers, and the home sold for well over asking price. Call the Glen Walton Real Estate Team today at glenwalton.com. So this John Gruden thing, most people would have heard by now. We talked about it in our last episode. The fallout continues uh-huh. in that the NFL is saying, just to reset, John Gruden, head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, resigned over a basically an entire landfill, and that's where they belong, by the way, an entire landfill of offensive emails that recently came to light. Now the NFL is saying they're not going to release any of the emails, which I find fascinating because it kind of brings back the memory of that Donald Trump just grab them by the you-know-what, right. that bus situation with broadcaster Billy Bush. 
And Bush got reprimanded, lost his job on the Today Show because he's in there on this secret videotape laughing when Donald Trump is saying all these things. Mm -hmm. There was some level of guilt by association. I guess they expected him to stand up and punch Donald Trump in the face and lose the interview and get off the bus. Right. What's happening here is what if all these emails that were probably all sent to other Caucasian power brokers in the NFL, what if all these emails were responded to with happy faces and LOLs from other important executives around the NFL? I find that kind of fascinating, the potential guilt by association with, I mean, there's, there's not one or two emails. There are tons and tons of emails. So the NFL is not planning to make any of them public. Hundreds of thousands of emails we're talking here, Jimmy. Yeah, here's the interesting thing, Stevie, or, or I find it very interesting in, in, in these situations. Um, you know, given our age, okay, so everything he said, uh, or, or, you know, a lot of what he, he did, right, is, is way out of bounds today, you know, way out of bounds and, and should be every day, you know, going forward. Right. Right. Um, and you know, but, but back in the day, right. People, people got away with saying that, you know, we shouldn't have, but, but then spin the tape ahead a few years later and then, and then people get hip to it and go, okay, this is not right, man. This is not right. You're, you were, you were setting us back. Here's the problem, Stevie. Uh, if you and I, uh, well, it'll never happen, Steve, cause I didn't know how to type emails back then, but, but say you and I did have an exchange, you know, back and forth over the years between you and I, and there was a bunch of disparaging stuff that I said, mm-hmm. okay, that I said. Um, if I'm going to look at having a, you know, continuing career in broadcasting, at what point are, are people going to look at this thing saying, I better come clean. I better come clean on this stuff. Uh, and someone said, well, well, don't do that. You know, no, no, one's, no one knows about it, Stevie. No right. one knows about it, Jim. No one's, you know, well, they don't now, but, but that, that's what's going to be interesting to me. Um, you know, everyone's, everyone's sorry, Stevie, after they get caught. Right. Right? Everyone's really sorry when the, when the shit hits the fan here about it, as is Gruden apparently, you know, um, but, but at some points people are going to have to look at that. Anyway, that my, my whole thing with this was, is, is if you're really sorry, you know, who's going to be the first guy to come forward. Who's going to be the first person and not because not out of necessity, Steve, not forced not, and not have his hand forced about it to come, come forward and say, look at, I'm, I'm, I need to make an announcement here about what I said, what I did, how I acted. Um, you know, emails, phone calls, whatever. Um, th- that would tell me a guy's truly sorry. You know, I don't for once. Once, well, the, the obvious is there, right? John Gruden's. I'm really sorry. Right? And, yeah, I, I, I don't think John Gruden can come back from this. To be honest, when you're dealing with such a high volume of offensive moments via these emails, I'm not sure you you can walk that back. I think if it's a one-off, or maybe you know just a few things or whatever. And you have, there's no evidence of you having done it since, and maybe you've evolved since then. I think you can, with the right therapy and all that, and and show that you're contrite. Um, and I'm always a fan of redemption. I'm always a fan of second chances. Right. As long as you have shown 
that you really genuinely feel badly and maybe have taken steps education wise to try and reform. But this, this is just such a massive amount of inappropriate behavior and right. commentary and, and things that he said in these emails. I just don't see him coming back from this thing. So uh, I want to play right. this what, one clip. Go ahead. Did you have something else? I, I think that's what I was going to talk about, right? That, that, you know, if, if you, if you think it's harmless, right. Ask the people who, who might be the potential of, of, of offendee here, you know, ask the victim of this thing. What exactly how they feel, right? They're the, they're the yeah. person to decide. A million percent. The Washington Redskins changed their name. I, I mean, Redskins, I never thought of it one way or the other. I grew up an NFL fan. Never once felt like I was making fun of anybody or, or, or nor did I think about the effect it has. You know, I, I mean, even, even my high school team was the South Carlton Redskins. And so that, that nickname never meant much to me, but I'm, I'm not the person that we're talking about here. It's, it is, it's, it's about, am I offending a, a large group of people? And if I am, then you got to make some changes and you, you've got to educate yourself and, and, and be empathetic and realize how hurtful it is. Yeah. And you might be one of the less offensive guys I know. Um, but I always go back to that example is ask, and I think this is this quote you're talking about where a guy said, you know, talked about Gruden saying, well, let's ask, let's ask the people who are, you know, who've been offended. Um, and, and I've had that personally happen to me where I thought it was hilarious. You know, uh, someone, you know, came up to me and said, boy, you're a little judgmental. Right. And I thought I was trying to be trying to defend myself. But in the end, I'm like, yeah, I could see where that's harmful. You know, uh, you, you and I, when we were doing this show, I, I, I kind of got sarcastic about a guy uh, when I saw him on saw a video or a photo of him and chopped the shit out of the guy. And then I heard from the guy. I heard from him saying that was hurtful, man. Right. Yeah. And I'm going. OK, OK, I'm, I get it. You know, I get it. So. I do far less of it. I'm still kind of hurtful, <laughs> right, for right. my own entertainment. Uh, but okay, but it's not good. It's not good. No, absolutely not. And and to give you a sort of a feel, and and it, this is a really good clip. It's about 90 seconds, I think. It's Ryan Clark from ESPN. He is a black man. He played in the NFL, and now he's an excellent analyst with ESPN. And I think he really puts the John Gruden story in a big picture way really into perspective well i don't necessarily know if it's about the process of the nfl or about the process of society it's about the process of people and mina mentioned the privilege that it must take to put this in the email well if you're john gruden why wouldn't you feel that privilege if you're john gruden and you've known this has always been your heart this has always been your thoughts this has always been your mind and you have enough people that you can share these exact same thoughts with that you can put it in the work email then why do i need to change if i if i've continued to be successful not only in life but in my yeah. career right. being this type of man why would i change and i think the ultimate privilege was put on display when he was asked about those emails and about what he said about Demore uh, Smith. He said, you know what? I'm not racist and I'm done talking about it. Mm -hmm. Imagine the privilege of being able to insult someone, to be able to say those type of things mm -hmm. and then tell the very people who you need to be explaining these things to that you're not going to talk about it anymore. But that's the privilege that he felt he had his entire life. That's the privilege that's exemplified America as it is. And when you yeah. talk about the executive boards, when you talk about the diversity, that lack of diversity are the same type of people he's sending these emails to. Mm -hmm. And that's why John Gruden now finds himself in this hot water because it's been exposed to other people.
And there's Ryan Clark from ESPN. And the thing that grabs me is how it's not really just about John Gruden. It's about how many people, because these are hundreds of thousands of emails, that how many people he felt comfortable sending these thoughts and, and, and name-calling and just all these offensive emails. He felt comfortable sending these out and, and did so for a reason, because there, there probably are other NFL pl- people with similar thoughts, similar ugly thoughts. Right. So I, I like what that guy said. You know, it's like, okay, we're not going to talk about it. Right. And, um, you know, on a personal level, they, you know, I've been around, uh, you know, 12, 11, 11, 12 years now, right. Where I'm, I'm clean and sober. Uh, you see it a lot with, uh, you know, people whose behavior because of their drinking caused a lot of shit. Right. And, and they need to talk about it. Right. We often say, well, if, if you don't talk about it, they're, the reason you have to, Steve, and the reason Gruden should be talking about it is because of the people you've harmed from mm-hmm. your behavior. That's why. That's why. If it just harmed you, we don't give a shit. I don't care, right? I don't, I don't care. You're going to pay the price. It's just, but you're harming a lot of people there. It's the same thing with, with, with people who drink. They go, well, that's okay. I'm going to just quit. It doesn't matter. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to talk. Well, no, no. How about these people that you you have affected from your, your problems, whether it's drinking or your racism or your comments, um, you, you need to. If a guy's going to recover, Stevie, if a guy's going to get right, exactly. you know, get to a place, right, he has to talk about it. He has to. So the problem there, Stevie, is how much public, you know, what th- does, how public does this guy have to go, John Gruden, to do it? Um, right. I so. don't feel like I have to go after a pound of flesh with this guy, to be honest. Like losing your job, the stigma that goes with this, the $60 million you'll have to forego probably from, from stepping away from this thing, that's a heavy, heavy price. He's paid a heavy, heavy price for the things he said in an email. But you're right. If his goal is to win back respect, if his goal is to get back in the NFL someday, that's step one, and that's talking about it and issuing a very, very sincere apology and then immediately announcing, okay, I'm, I'm planning on doing this amount of counseling. Cause I, I mean, I, I don't necessarily buy into the, because you said those things, that's what you are. That, that's certainly the case in some cases, but I think in some cases as well, it's just ignorance speaking and your circle of friends finds that shock commentary funny or whatever it is. I don't necessarily think the person is part of the Ku Klux Klan because they say the things they do. Right. But it's the reality is I don't know one way or the other who John Gruden is in his heart, but he needs to really show contrition and show that yeah. he's going to go into counseling and maybe um, you know a few years down the road we can revisit whether you're worthy of redemption or not in the right. NFL. And, and, and listen, Stevie, we're not we're, we're not over the stigma of people being gay, for example, right? That it's you know talk talk to someone who's gay and and talking about the fear that they have still the fear that they have of, of, of having to tell people whether or, you know, or not being, not being able to be comfortable enough to talk about their sexual orientation. If you're gay and you read one of those emails from John Gruden, right? I feel very, I feel super sorry for sure. Even more uh, of what you're trying to do when you hear the terminology that he used. Right. Right. And, and, and if you are that, that's the person that's harming the most, the most. 
And and they look up today and want to show that email from from John Gruden and say, here's what I'm dealing with. Here's what I'm dealing with as a gay person, you know. So, um, you know, who have you harmed, right? You, you, people have to recognize that, that, Stevie. That's something I learned, by the way. I'm not making it up, but you, you have to understand the, the harm you've caused to other people, not to right. yourself. We don't give a shit if you don't. And um, but but here's the effect that you're having as a public figure, Stevie. Yep. Too, by the way. You know, so. Interesting that uh, the first openly gay NFL player is Carl Nassib, who plays for the Las Vegas Raiders. Right. And John Gruden, he's one of his starters. So I find that I don't know some level of irony in that, and uh, I'm sure. And he's a good player. Like he's a really good player. With that, we'll take our leave, James. Don't forget our website, stevewproject.com. There you'll find all kinds of cool stuff, past shows. You'll also find our Patreon membership link if you're interested in being a member of this program. All kinds of perks with that. Then please, uh, yeah, grab a membership. Have a great weekend, James. Any uh, any final thoughts as we go? Well, Stevie, if there isn't, you know, the biggest perk really is, uh, like I said, tuning in. Me giving day after day. Need I say more, people? Good night, everybody. (laughs) We'll see you. (laughs) Thanks for being with us on the SWP. Please subscribe today and share the show with your friends and followers. We're at stevewproject.com.